0: Right now, it's time for Tech Tuesday. Carmi Levy joins us. Good morning, Carmi. Great to be here, John. All right, so AI is coming for my job?
1: Yeah, it's coming for your job, my job, pretty much everyone's job. It's what's known as an AI-generated DJ, and it comes from a company called uh, Futuri. It's called Radio GPT. If that sounds familiar, Uh, It's based on what's GPT-4, which is the successor to ChatGPT. Basically, it's the latest and greatest artificial intelligence chatbot technology. It's known as a radio content generator. And basically what it does is it allows owners of radio stations to replace human DJs, human announcers with AI announcers that will then, uh, do on air voice work. So it'll present the news. It'll, it'll update the weather. It'll do traffic updates. Uh, it'll generate the scripts as well as the voices and it'll make it, as they say, tailored to local news content and the the quote that absolutely frightens me the most is and they they don't hide this on air on air they make it very clear i've listened to the demo they make it very clear that they are ai and they said they're not human They say anything a human can do I can do better, which sounds you know, kind of frightening. They really are coming for us, John. And um, what's even more frightening is that like other AI-based technologies that we've seen since ChatGPT first went live late last year, um, it doesn't always tell the truth that one of their announcers talked about the iPhone 15, which hasn't even been re- released yet. And apparently was pulling data from unconfirmed sources on blogs. And so this is yet another sort of case of AI not quite getting it true. And there are no checks and balances in the system to make sure that you don't hear lies on air. So it's going to take our jobs and it's going to fill the air with a lot of frightening, wrong, untruth stuff. Wow, okay, so I'm I'm really very, very grateful that I'm at this stage of my
0: career, but let's listen, here we go. <laughs> East Springfield six-year-old, Mason Johnson ordered $1,000 worth of food from several area restaurants with his dad's Grubhub account. Ouch, but Grubhub was nice enough to offer the family a $1,000 gift card to help out. Not letting him get away with it, Mason's dad took cash from his piggy bank to teach him a lesson.
1: Hey dad, here's an idea. How about keeping an
0: eye On your iPhone? Okay, wow. Um, All I can say is, that does sound like two radio announcers at a really crappy radio station.
1: Yeah, I I keep thinking an old spoof on The Simpsons. There I go, I date myself. Uh, We've got that. Uh, We've got that. Let's (laughs) listen to that. This is the DJ 3000. It plays CDs automatically, and it has three distinct varieties of inane chatter. Hey, hey, how about that weather out there? Whoa, that was the caller from hell. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Man, that looks
0: great. Don't praise the machine. Okay. I mean, you and I were talking about this, though, the last week, because AI is so in the news. Every single week, there's another artificial intelligence story. And, Carmi, what I find fascinating is, okay, we just listened to the real sample, and it's kind of clunky, but it's 2023. In 10 years, who's going to be able to tell the difference?
1: yeah i think we need to remind ourselves this technology is on a very steep improvement curve it will get better that sort of that staccato stilted sound it's obvious it isn't real it's obvious it's it's tech that's driving it not an actual human being that will get better uh will it be absolutely human-like eventually not but probably not but it'll be close enough that most of us won't be able to tell the difference uh you and i will be able to tell the difference much sooner than that uh, it is actually going live on about 200 radio stations in the u.s and Here's the kicker, John. 55 radio stations, 29 podcasts in Canada from a certain competing company that we shall not name. Okay.
0: Well, of course, the one thing they're going to have to salt in if they really want to emulate an FM morning radio show is hysterical laughter at everything. (laughs)
1: Exactly. If they can sound like me losing it on air, then yeah, they've got it, but they're not quite there yet. Okay, so here's
0: uh, a story that I kind of sent to you last week because all of a sudden I was being asked to update my calendar for a meeting. And I looked at it and I thought, I don't know who this person is. I'm not going to approve this. And then I thought, this is a trap. This is is malware. So uh, tell me the story of how now even
1: your calendar isn't safe. So we know that socially engineered attacks are a sort of a big vector, a big way for uh, attackers to get us to click on a link, which then, of course, initiates a ransomware attack at our companies or on our devices. Uh, so as it turns out, you know, another form of email is the email invitation that goes right onto your calendar, and and we're seeing those numbers go up. They've been around for a few years, but I'm seeing it in my uh, in my inboxes, and I know a lot of my colleagues are seeing the same thing. We were just talking about it at work last week, um, and the. Reason that it's so appealing to hackers and cyber criminals is because there's a lot of automation that's built into it. And we don't pay a lot of attention to these invitations. Most of us just get them like, yep, okay, click, yes, accept. And, and all of a sudden, that automation then puts it on your calendar that works to their advantage. There's a button there, there's a reaction, there's something we need to do. And in some cases, we can even automate that process. We don't have to click on anything. It automatically adds itself to our calendar. That makes it a perfect, what we like to call vector or avenue or channel to infect our devices with with us even not even touching something. So this is where we've got to apply the same kind of rigor to our email invitations uh, and calendar invitations as we do our regular email. In other words, make sure you know where it's coming from don't interact with it until you're sure that you've verified legitimacy but also go into your calendar settings whether you, whatever you're using whether it's outlook or google or gmail whatever it is and turn off the automation make sure that you're not automatically adding events uh, to your calendar make sure that you're not automatically accepting invitations that come to you because a lot of people do that they just don't bother accepting it and pops onto their their inbox that you should just turn off that limits the exposure you have to this kind of attack Okay, and how can we create a cheesecake with a 3D printer? Now, all I know is that this is all I want to eat now. Columbia University has something called the Creative Machines Lab, which I think is awesome. They created... a cheesecake in a 3D printer. Basically what they do is they use food paste and powder and then they they run it through a 3D printer and it creates the ingredients. Right now, it's they're, they're, they're working on building ingredients for manufacturers so that uh, it'll sort of be cheaper, they'll have better control over nutrition so it'll be healthier, more food safety because fewer people are touching it along the way as it's produced. They're saying it'll have extended shelf life and reduced food waste. But then eventually they'll make it available the restaurants and then eventually they'll have 3D printing appliances that we'll be able to install in our kitchens. Um, so this time it's cheesecake but they're saying that any food a so chicken, vegetables, cheese, beef, you name it uh, the goal is turn all of that into pastes, liquids or powders and then run it through this 3D printer and create whatever dish you want more safely, more cost-effectively, and, uh, and, uh, and more quickly. I'm, I'm all game for that. And if it means cheesecake for breakfast by pressing a button, uh, I'm in. Okay, it'll be the Keurig Cheesecake Machine. Thanks a lot for this. <laughs> Thanks, John. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.